Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. You know, over the past year that we've been recording this podcast, Scott and I have met some amazing individuals and received some amazing advice. So we decided to do something for our audience that may or may not be able to listen to every single episode. We put together a white paper slash ebook of the top seven things that you must do in your agency in 2018 and 2019. We're giving this to you guys free as of right now. You can text the word book. B-O-O-K to 251-418-4724. Follow the prompts and you will promptly receive that book. Or you can email me at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. That's not going to be automated like the text, but you can receive it that way as well. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started on today's podcast, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals five-star recruit. He is going to be a guest speaker at the Vayner Media Agent 2021 Conference. He is a fantastic insurance agent and ladies and gentlemen, a good friend of mine. Please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? Man, I am doing fan-super-tabulous today, guys. I am in Mobile, Alabama, home of the free, land of the brave, and uh, I am just fired up and excited. I'm really, what I'd really like to do right now is flip this table over in this freaking deep-fried studios podcasting <laughs> studio right now. I'm so excited. Before we get started today, guys, let me talk about a couple of things. Number one, our mission on this podcast. Our mission is to help insurance agents all over the world in any way we can. Sales, marketing, digital, content marketing, hint, hint, hiring, firing, networking, how to start a scratch agency, you name it, we're going to do it. We are here for you guys. Reach out to us if you need us. Call us. And I know Bradley loves to talk about this. Get on our podcast and re- leave a comment or send us an email and tell us how much you hate our podcast and want to see us off the air. <laughs> we love it all. Yeah, we love it all, baby. We love it all. Uh, promise you, you won't hurt my feelings. You might hurt Bradley's, but I'll walk him off the cliff when you do that. Don't it'll, worry about it. It'll be okay. It'll yeah. be okay. Before we get started today, guys, I want to introduce our guest, and I am humbled, blessed, and honored to have her on this podcast. Before I introduce her, I've got a quote here that I wrote down earlier today. She is the best... Now, this is a huge step out, Bradley. She is the best content marketer in the game today. That was said earlier today by Mr. Bradley Flowers. Who got that from Ryan Hanley? Who is another one of the best content marketers 
in the game. So here we go, guys. She is the chief marketing officer at the O'Neill Group. She initially began her career as a dancer, an arts advocate, and fast-forwarding after a few injuries, she landed a creative role in the insurance industry. Since then, she's been working at the O'Neill Group. She has established the agency's digital footprint through video marketing, social media, content marketing, and SEO strategy, which I know nothing about. Uh, She's also transformed the agency brand to center around its culture and has humanized the brand experience through the power of digital marketing. Bradley, you're going to fall in love with her today, by the way. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Akron and her master's degree from Temple University. She resides outside of Akron, Ohio, with her smoking hot husband, Zach, and their three beautiful children. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Miss Danny Kimball. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing well. That was clean introduction. Thank you. Oh, well, you're so welcome. You deserve it. You deserve every word of it. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Obviously, I've only been researching you for about a day, but everything I've seen and heard from you and about you, you are a game changer in the world of content marketing. And uh, I, I am excited to have you on the podcast today. She kills it on Instagram stories. Absolutely kills it. <laughs> Absolutely kills it, guys. If you want to see how to do it, go follow Danny Kimball, K-I-M-B-L-E, on Instagram. What is your Instagram uh, handle, Danny? My personal Danny Kimball, too. And the O'Neill Group is the O'Neill Group underscore. Gotcha. Guys, go follow her and see how it's done. As Gary Vaynerchuk says, don't listen to what I say, do what I do. Before we get started, Danny, I want to go ahead and get in our DeLorean for just a moment. You get in the passenger seat with me, and I want to go back in time. And let's talk a little bit more. I know I mentioned it briefly in your bio, but let's talk a little bit more. And you tell us about how you actually got in the insurance business and the industry and take us up to today. Sure. Like many of us, I, I literally stumbled into the insurance industry. I was in the arts, the performing arts. I had got my master's degree in dance and education, and my final semester there blew my knee out. Mm. Um, Was able to recover within a six-month period and continue on the dance journey, and five years later, I blew my knee. The same injury blew my knee out again. I tried a femoral attachment from my knee to my hip. Uh, and had the surgery, and, and that was really the blue thing in the drive. The doctor always just told me, okay, it's time. Like, <laughs> your time is over. I got 10 great years in performing arts. I absolutely loved it and still love it. And we decided, you know, now's the time to kind of make the transition. I knew I wanted to do something creative. I was literally, right before surgery, online looking for uh, jobs on Indeed. No joke, uh, feeling sorry for myself with a broken leg, and I applied for a marketing coordinator position at the O'Neill Group, which is the insurance agency that I work for now. It's a local insurance agency about 10 minutes from my house, and I walked in, well, I crutched into that interview. I just had surgery and was in a cast from my hip down to my ankle when I walked in there, and um Sat down for the interview, met the people, and the people sold me right away. So, and, so you walked in with um, a cast on your leg? Yeah. I had surgery about four days before the interview. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I could drive. Got in the car, got on a towel to see if I could keep my legs straight and made it there. <laughs> so, but yeah, they, and, and then just meeting the president, Patrick O'Neill, and his son, Pat O'Neill, um, and our chief operating officer, Jody Maybach, and met with them during the interview, and um, uh, the culture sold me right away. 
And when you took that initial position with them at that time, was the position available for this content marketing strategy that you're using now and the things that you're doing now? Or did you take a another position and then through the course of time just kind of moved over into this role? So they were hiring a marketing coordinator. Okay. And so technically a marketing position, but I w- I've been able to really define what that role is. So I've been there about two and a half years now and uh, have kind of transformed the way that they were initially marketing while we're still doing a lot of the traditional marketing tactics and strategies, kind of taking it to a different level around the digital space. So yes and no. And tell us a little bit before we get into the, the, the meat and potatoes of content marketing and what you do and don't do. Tell us a little bit about your strategy. You know, if I sat down with you over dinner one night and we we were just having a discussion about Danny's strategy to content marketing and and all the things that we mentioned in your bio here, what what is your strategy? Sure, that's a good question, uh, and it's still it's still kind of being defined a little bit. Um, but what I do is I start with high level topics that I know are either value pieces for our current clients. So we do a lot. We do about seventy percent commercial business insurance, and then uh, 30% personal. So we have a heavy focus in business. So I focus on the areas that uh, they need they need help with. So an example would be maybe OSHA, uh, workplace safety. Um, and then I find uh, information that they're looking for or they need help with. And I begin looking at uh, Google Trends, Google search trends to see, okay, what questions are people asking in Google? Uh, what are the uh, keywords that people are looking for? And I then start def- developing the content around uh, the specific things that people are searching and create long, I start with a long form post, so I'll create a long form blog post that kind of uh, is tailored to the keywords. And I create from that blog post, then I kind of drill down the content, create a video from that. And uh, using the blog post as basically my script for the video. So almost every blog post on our website has a video that goes with it. Uh, and I learned this from Joey Jingle at Agency Nation. He said, include a video on your blog post, create the description in the YouTube post, embed the video to the web, to the blog. And so it's basically just doubling up my SEO. Um, my search engine optimization so that we have the opportunity to bring Kyle on Google. And then what I do with that content is then I, I uh, flip it into a like a client experience strategy. So it goes into an email uh, platform. We use HubSpot and uh, we start sending and dripping that value out to our current clients. So you take that one subject and you've got a blog post, you've got a video, you've got content for drip campaign and then you can probably take that one post and take several little nuances and facets of it and turn that into some instagram and facebook content as well right yeah yep move it over to the social space uh linkedin we're sharing it out on linkedin a lot if it's commercial based and then if we're doing personalized um content so so what we did around the personalized content was to try and make it more real experiences. So, for example, I just did an ATV insurance video where I was riding on a four-wheeler with my husband. I saw that. Parents' cabin. And um, focusing on the risks that we face every day, right? And that's as simple as riding on a four-wheeler in the field and then talking about ATV insurance while some of that B-roll is happening. And in those personalized videos, 
tailor more towards Facebook and Instagram because more of my personalized clients and prospects are in that space for us. So I love it so much because it's it's you're hitting all of the market. What is it that Mike Stromso says? My friend and great American Mike Stromso, who's probably one of the best uh, not only insurance agents, but just teachers. He's got the heart of a teacher. Mike's a, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the unstoppable profit awesome. producer. Do you know Mike? Do you know Mike? I do. I attended the Unstoppable Profit Producer Boot Camp okay. uh, my first year in the industry. Yeah, I just got back from it about three weeks ago. But one of the things that Mike says is, if you're going to hit 100% of the market, if you want to reach 100% of the market, you got to be in 100% of the places everybody's at. So mm-hmm. that's a little that's that's a lot of what you're doing. You're, you know, you're putting content out across all medium platforms and you're emailing and you're 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 hitting people where they are and you're giving them the type of content that they want to see and that's just amazing. Uh, so let me ask you another question because I have about a million. I could I could podcast with you today until about nine o'clock tonight if you if you don't have anything to do. Uh, I'm sure you don't. But so my next question was this. Just thought of this by the way. How did you? I guess educate your. I mean, you're you're very educated. You you have a master's degree from from Temple University, and you've done a lot in your life. Uh, you've had a lot of experiences, but how did you? How did how have you educated yourself since you took that position with the O'Neill Group to allow yourself to become somebody that, in my opinion, is kind of an expert in content marketing? I mean, if you you just you That's a very good question. YouTube YouTube stuff. Watch Gary V. Do a lot of Google searching. Did you go to class? How did you? How did you? How did you get to the point that you're at today? Well, I think first is that I am provided an environment that allows me to do spend a lot of time doing that. So, uh, fortunately, at the O'Neill Group, they they give me that creative freedom uh, and let me test things and try things and learn and give me the time to learn. Um, so I'm very blessed there. Um, and then second, it started really like I really started gaining momentum when I saw Hamley's content. That was a game changer for me. Uh, and, and while he was marketing to insurance agents and agencies, I was trying to replicate what he was doing for my consumers, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was just trying to replicate the process, but then make the messaging tailored to the people that are target audience. You are not the um, only one doing that either. Yeah. And, and so I kept following him and paying attention to the work that he was putting out. And then, you know, then you, you get introduced to, to Joey and Sydney when, when everybody was together in Agency Nation and started following all of that type of content and networking with the right people, learning about what they were doing and what was working within their agencies and then kind of organizing that all into my agency. Mm. Um, and because I think what sets, sets it apart a little bit is our insurance agency has a dedicated marketing person to do mm-hmm. all of that. Right. And I don't know how some agencies, some agents put, you know, an emphasis on marketing when they're also servicing clients and and things like that. So I imagine that that's just a really hard position to be in. And I that's the nature of my role. That's my entire job. It's one of those things that having a dedicated marketing person, I mean, everybody can't do it. But the ones who can, it gives you the opportunity to put yourself so far ahead of your competition it, where it's not even comparable. And, and not only are you putting yourself so far ahead in the short term, but you're also putting yourself extremely far ahead in the long term. You know, that's where we're starting. 
what you just that's des- what we're starting to see the real results is is I mean I've been here two and a half years now now we have a foundation that we are just can scale on yeah. really around yeah. the marketing so. and you're probably getting results from stuff you did six eight months ago or even longer at now right right Danny what you just described earlier is my agency. You know, I'm doing all the content. I'm doing all the, if anything gets posted, Scott's doing it. And I want to, I want to okay. speak because I, I am the voice of the 250,000 insurance agents. All, all I am is an insurance agent who makes tons of mistakes every day and happens to have a podcast. So I, I am the voice of the, just the average insurance agent out there that has a book of business and is just trying to just trying to get better every day. That's that's who I am. Uh, I don't have a I don't have a marketing person in my agency. I, I should. Uh, I will say that uh, when when Donald Trump elects me as the insurance czar <laughs> over all of insurance across the United States of America, uh, I will be probably over the big eye and uh, be in charge <laughs> of the big eye. Uh, I will be over all captive agents and independent agents. When that happens, what I want to do, and, and I and I may need your blessing on this, but you know, ten years ago, when you said the word marketing rep or marketing person in an insurance agent that wasn't what you do that's the that's that was the person that the the commercial insurance agent goes out there and meets a client and finds out all he can about their business he's he he calls into that marketing person and that marketing person's job is to go out and find the best company that fits that particular risk that's that was the word that was the marketing position in an insurance agent and i feel like what we've done is we've kind of double dipped here because you still have that position, especially in a lot of bigger agencies, but then you've also got this new position that you, that you have that's the, the marketing person or, or people within an agency that are that are doing the content creation and the, the videoing and the SEO strategy and stuff like that. So as the insurance czar over the entire United States of America, I'm going to probably be tasked with coming up with creating a new name for your position that will then be mandatory that all insurance agents call it that. What do you think, Bradley? Is that a paid position? Of course it is. I'll have my own airplane, probably a helicopter. <laughs> It'll be a big deal. We just went on a weird tangent. It's going to be a big deal. But we've got to change that name. Uh, Somebody's got to change their name. You can't be. You can't have two different ty- two different job descriptions and both be called market the marketing the marketing person or whatever. I'm telling you, I'm going to yeah, make it happen. I'm with you. That's true. I like that. I look forward to that happening. So so you got a bunch of agents listening to this right now that are like me that that don't have a quote unquote marketing arm or marketing department. What what tell, give us some advice for those guys. What what do you what what's your best advice to them as far as getting out there and getting started and creating content? What what's the biggest bang for their buck? in terms of reaching 100% of the marketplace. And, and, and obviously, everybody can't go out and hire, hire a Danny Kimball, but right. you know, for the people who can't, you know, how, how would you recommend getting started doing that? I think is what he's asking. Exactly. Sure, yeah. I think uh, social media, I always recommend social media as being a really great place to spend some time in as, a, as somebody, as an agent in the business. From a personal branding perspective, I think there's so much opportunity around personal branding for insurance agents, uh, especially in in this day and age. And focusing, if if you're doing 
a, a niche in commercial insurance than, than finding those networks and connections on LinkedIn that are inside that niche and building relationships there, um, posting content in that space and trying to get their attention, capture their attention. Uh, and if you're heavy in personal lines, focus in, in Facebook and Instagram. I mean, we are just meeting and making connections with so many amazing people in our community and really, truly building brand awareness around our culture through our Instagram account uh, and, and paying $5 to put an ad out that hits everybody in our in our mm-hmm. area focused around what we're doing this Friday at the agency, inviting the community in for a community event. So it, it's simple things in social media, but it does require some extra time spent there from a personal branding perspective, if that makes sense. Instagram is key. I've been saying for a year and a half, insurance agents got to get on Instagram. And once they get there, it's going to be something else. But the reason I say that is they're not there. You know, If your competition is not somewhere... But there, there are clients there, customers there, potential customers there. That's where you need to be. Yeah, I agree. And, and in the direct message field of Instagram, uh, there's a huge opportunity there. I've, I've built some incredible referral partners and relationships just through direct message. You're, you're, video you're direct one message. of the better people at that, too. I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk last night on my 37-hour drive down to Mobile. Gary was 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 talking about every single platform and where we stand right now in terms of where that platform is uh, here in the United States with how people use it, the demographic. And he was talking about Instagram, and he said, uh, he said, you know, there is no better place in social media. If you want to try to reach out to a celebrity, mm-hmm. okay, or in this case, make connections relative to uh, the insurance industry, there is no better place to be able to to reach out to that person and get a response mm-hmm. than Instagram right. than Instagram yep. direct message. People yep. uh, will surprisingly. Uh, answer you know when you when you dm them that's how we got a lot of our guests danny and i'm so glad you bring that up because i'm a huge fan of of the instagram dm and and just just if nothing else just to engage with people you know and start that conversation because i get a lot of people will ask me you know i would love to to know your strategy for uh getting some of these guests on the podcast do you reach out like so we had like tom hagnall on here who is Mm -hmm. a life insurance guru his you know he gets he charges upwards of $10,000 for a speech. And I had a a state farm agent reach out to me. He's huge with state farm. And, and he said, I would love to know your strategy on getting Tom Hegna to talk to you. Did you, did you reach out to his agent and this, 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 this. And I said, (laughs) I I picked up my phone. I went to Instagram. I hit the little arrow and I said, Hey Tom, here's my podcast. Want to be on it. And Tom said, here's my cell number. Call me. That, that is, you know, it's, it's, there's so much can be done from there. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, one thing that I, I do, and, and I'm curious to know if you guys do this, anytime I pick up a new follower that looks any, you know, obviously you get, you get some spam on there, especially if you're using a lot of hashtags, but anytime I pick up a new follower that looks like someone that I want to network with slash know slash do business with, I send them a direct message after they follow me and say, Hey, I really appreciate you following me. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And I've been doing that for about three months. And that leads has led to so many opportunities. 
Yeah, I, I do the exact same thing, and I track it off. I have a 100% seen rate and a 93% open rate as of today, uh, response rate, 93% awesome. response rate as of today. And you compare that to email, right? And email has become so saturated. I'm lucky if I hit a 48% on my current clients. Right. So... So that's a direct message is so underutilized and there's, there's not a lot of competition in there. I do the same thing. Every new follower that's a network, that's a uh, part of a carrier that we're connected to or a potential client or prospect, I do a direct message directly to them. Yep. I've built referral partners off of that. It's key. Yep. Definitely. And right it's, now. it's, what are you guys saying when you do that, if you don't mind me asking? Because sure. I think too many people, and I get some people doing that to me, and it's always a little bit too much right hook. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, I'm such and such. I do this, 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 this. Here's my website. Here's my Instagram page. Will you please follow oh, me? Yeah. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just say yeah. hi. Yep. And that's, that's what I do. So I'm in control of Instagram. Nobody else has it. So right away, I'll go <laughs> look and... and put the camera in front of my face and like I'll follow them back and I'll and I'll kind of go through their profile first and I'll say hey thanks so much for following us on Instagram I'm excited to learn mm-hmm. more about you connect with you here I see that you ran a 5k last week congratulations that looks awesome you know I'll look at their pictures and kind of get a feel for what what's been up the past few weeks uh, and reference something on their profile that's so great. I love that so much. That is that is awesome. It's it's like, you know, Paradiso will do that. Paradiso, when he picks up a new follower, will go in and like 15 of their posts in a row to, oh, get, yes. their, to get their attention. And, and right. you know, and of course, he's usually doing it at three o'clock in the morning when he wakes up. Yep. But, but, yep. Uh, but it's, it's the people, you know, that's we, we were talking about this earlier uh, with Jared Bellman. You know, just just engage with people. Just comment. Just just, you know, Talk to folks, and if somebody engages with you, engage back. I believe, I believe, right. Brad, I believe Bradley said that that is the worst kind of human being in the world. The kind of human being, the kind of marketer that gets engagement on their posts and is lucky enough, fortunate enough to get engagement on their posts and not engage back, just needs to go ahead and delete their account. Danny, Danny, how do you feel about that? Hey, Danny, wait. Just, I agree. Wait just a second, Danny, because I'm you're about to witness something that's never been done before. Bradley <laughs> Flowers is about to come over the table on me in just a second, and um, we may have to we may have to end the podcast shortly. Do you do that? I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. Well, it's just it's just it's it's that. So when he asked you your strategy with your marketing, my strategy, I have one thing in mind when I when I when I put something out, it's to it's to get engagement. That's it. That's all I want to do because n- number one, that leads to the sales, that leads to the conversations. But but mainly because I went three and a half years with that was the main thing I did every day was post and market and create content, and nobody engaged. So now I am sure. I am one thousand x fortunate and and happy when I do get that engagement. So I I hate seeing like, you know, a restaurant or a dog grooming business that's getting tons of engagements on their posts and they're not even commenting back. And I'm like, you guys, and and then those are the same people that are going to say social media doesn't work. I'm like, you guys have no idea how hard it is. Why don't you try to sell a product that's invisible and nobody wants to buy? Mm. It's insurance. Mm. Like, you know, exactly. exactly. But not only this, engaging back helps you because if if you've got, if you engage back, it's going to increase the reach of that post. And, and so it just, it, it's you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot is what you're doing. Sorry for the rant. That's the second time today he's got me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I mean, I, even on a personal level, like 
to if you personal personally on Facebook or wherever engaging back that's personal branding is huge right now even if it's just friends and family like Mm -hmm. engaging back there not just on your business accounts because it's not just about the algorithm and how many likes you get Um, it's about building you're on social media to be social it's just being a a nice freaking human and from a personal profile right so be human be social build relationships right And I believe what I said earlier was the person that doesn't engage back is the equivalent of the person that sees you in the grocery store that knows you but doesn't smile, doesn't yeah, speak, just keeps sure. walking. Kind of like when you see somebody from high school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, personal brand is just a new word for reputation. It's just your online reputation is all it is. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, I go back to your bio and we talk about uh, trans, you know, transforming the agency brand to center around its culture and and has humanized humanized the brand experience. Talk a little bit about that in layman's terms, because you have to understand I have the intelligence level of about a seventh grader. So it's hard when I start reading things like that. It's very difficult for me to understand exactly what that means. So so kind of. Kind of in layman's terms, tell us what that means exactly. Sure. Well, and I think culture can be such a broad term and can be perceived as fluff. So, uh, so many different, there's just so many different meanings around workplace culture today. But at the O'Neill Group, we have such an intentional workplace culture. We have a a strategy, a culture plan uh, that we live out every single day. We have 30 fundamentals. Uh, so as, as most people have core values, we have core values too, but we also have these fundamentals internally um, across our team. And every week we focus on a new fundamental. So uh, this week's fundamental is do what's best for the client. That's an example. And we, at every meeting, we talk about the fundamental of the week. Uh, an employee, one of our employees is assigned to write an email and around their insight and perspective on that particular fundamental and send it out to the team. Uh, and we introduce these fundamentals to our clients too, uh, just so they know that we're, we're holding ourselves to a high standard internally inside our office and, and these are the expectations that our team has for each other. So, we have that internally, and when I went into to the interview, knowing that there's this incredible culture here, it's like, okay, how do we tell this story? Like, it's a beautiful story. I mean, we coach and teach around these behaviors. We've seen a huge shift in performance because of them. How do we tell that story? And it's just, it's actually just naturally, organically, and by accident become part of our brand. So um, if you go to my Instagram, the O'Neill Group's Instagram or Facebook page, you'll see our people, you'll see a dog in the office, you'll see us just being us behind the scenes, being human, celebrating successes, uh, bringing in lunch, uh, really, really social things. And, and not being, not putting out content that's focused like a branded content around flood insurance, for example. It's just tr- showing people we're a part of this community. We care about the community. We care about the people inside our agency and we show them off. So our people have really become, our people and our culture have really become our brand. People want to see we, that. They want to see the behind the scenes. There's a reason reality TV right. works. Ryan Serhant, uh, who spoke at Agent 2021 last year, is on Million Dollar Listing. I could go to sleep to that show, but when I watch, and that, uh, that's extreme, but I just, I'm not a huge fan, but I absolutely love his YouTube vlog because it shows behind the scenes. 
It shows the day to day. To me, that's what, what people want to see. Yeah, and that's where we get the most engagement. Like you said, mm-hmm. the goal for for you is engagement. That's where we get the most engagement is when people can connect with who their insurance agent is and, and know that they like to have like know that know when it's their birthday and they like white cake with white icing on their birthday. I mean, we're posting those simple things of like our our employees and their day to day every action, everyday action. Yep. Hey, Danny, I got a question for you. What is yeah. what is your favorite social media platform that gets you guys the most engagement? Mm. I'm, can I guess? Bradley said Instagram. I'm going to guess Facebook. Is that like well, asking you your favorite funny. kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying, uh, you know, the one that gets you the most engagement, basically. What what the most engagement almost from behind the scenes would be would be Instagram. The most engagement through direct message, I would say. Uh, on Instagram platform, but uh, it also depends on the type of content I'm putting out. So mm-hmm. if I'm putting content out around like the O'Neill family, for example, uh, a ton of them are more more on Facebook and their friends and their family are all following us on Facebook and just live in the Facebook world more so than the Instagram world. So mm-hmm. uh, we get a ton of uh, relationship-based things on Facebook around if it's centered around the O'Neill family that makes sense do you guys utilize twitter at all we do a little bit uh i mostly do it personally from mm. a personal brand perspective but um we do a little bit with the O'Neill groups page hashtag 5am club ins Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Vaynerchuk said last night. He said Instagram is has matured to the point now where uh, it, it's really kind of caught up with Facebook in terms of demographic and users. We got, you know, it's it's just matured. It's got to where you know my mom's on Instagram and and people that age are utilizing Instagram. I think a lot of people like Instagram more because you you don't have the political rants and the you know let me tell you about my sorry ex husband and what he did and that kind of stuff. So. I think Instagram is has matured there and and is gaining more and more popularity. He said that Twitter is not really the place to get on and and do a lot of posting, but but it's that uh, counterpunch of getting jumping in a conversation, you know, connecting with people and and joining a conversation, and that's the best place to do that. That's kind of what he was saying mm-hmm. last night. How important do you feel follower count is? I it depends on the strategy. So for me, I was deploying a lot of the hashtag strategy initially around like Motivational Monday and and things Mm -hmm. of that sort. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a lot of spam or a lot of followers that are not connected to my business in any way, Mm -hmm. would not have any interest in doing business with us or have any sense of building a relationship. I mean, it could be some random person from California that is a motivational speaker, right? So not that there's not potential to build a relationship there, but it's not really where I need to put my focus at. So to me, it's about getting quality followers. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that comes organically and it can you can accomplish it through through hashtags around like your city and, and your state and yeah. locally, uh, any popular hashtags locally, as well as uh, through, the ad, through the inexpensive ads that Instagram and Facebook offer. I agree 100%. And I, and I mean this across all platforms, not just Instagram, but I think that the right 200 followers are, are better than the wrong 40,000 followers. And right. depending on what you're trying to do. And I, and I think, you know, 
I made an Instagram post the other day and decided not to post it because I do have some friends with a lot of followers uh, and I didn't want them to think it was directed at them. But I think, you know, if you think that follower count is the reason you haven't won or the reason you should win, that's the exact reason you haven't won. And I think so many people get wrapped up in the, you know, I have 34,000 followers. I should, I should get to do that. Or this should have, you know, that kind of thing. When, as long as you put your head down and chug away and and do what you know you need to do, it's all going to work out in the end. Right. I mean, that was kind of, that was kind of our goal with this podcast is we were going to do it. You know, Scott and I are sitting here with, I never thought we would have as many downloads as we have, but we would still be doing this just like we're doing it if we were at 200, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, or 2000. And, And so it, it, I think too many people get wrapped up in that. I got into a discussion with someone the other day who was, you know, a little bit bummed out that, that are not bummed out more, more PO'd that he didn't get the nod for Agent 2021 because he had a bunch of followers. And I'm like, if you think that that's the reason you should get it, you you don't really deserve to be there, you know? Sure. And and right. it just it, it's frustrating to, for people to think, okay, that's the only thing that matters. I can just go buy 100,000 followers on Fiverr, and that's that. That'll take care of itself, when in reality, you've accomplished nothing. What are your yeah. thoughts? No, I totally agree with that. You can't measure the success on the number of followers and, and sometimes even the number of likes. Like people will refer to some posts that they've seen and I'll be like, I'll, I'll yeah. reflect back and, and say, you know, I didn't see that they liked it or they commented on it, but they're seeing things. Yep. So uh, it, it's hard to measure the success of that. I also noticed, though, that if I'm putting out too much content or if I'm trying to like force it, try and force content that doesn't feel natural, Mm -hmm. I start losing some of the good followers. And so it just has to be a natural process and and trusting that process and taking the time to build it. Because when I encourage people to start social media, to start to get on Instagram, start posting, and if they're only getting three likes for a month and they feel discouraged by that, some of them will stop. And I see that happening. Like they'll just turn it off altogether or they won't be as consistent with it. And I think it takes years to, and I still am in the process of developing our Instagram, finding the right strategy for it, finding a way to organically grow the right quality followers. So it just takes time and consistency. It's it, it's time, commitment, consistency, and, and realizing that this this is a long term play. You know, it's not a mm-hmm. it's not a I'm going to post that that that's the mistake I think too many people make is I'm going to do a post today and that's going to I'm going I'm going to get some business from this today and that's that's where you make the mistake and it's natural to think that way and that's where you may I think you make the mistake of coming, not you, but, but people in general make the mistake of coming across as, as spammy when they're posting with the intention of making a sale. You know, it's, it's kind of like asking every girl in a bar out. Yeah. One of them's going to say yes, but you've annoyed the rest of them. You know, it's, yeah, you might make a sale from that right hook post and I'll do that every now and then once a year or so you might make one sale from that, but it's cost you long-term business for short-term business. And, and that's why I say to my, I, I say that to other people, but I'm also t- reminding myself of that is look, we're just trying to get engagement. We're not trying to sell anything because engagement will lead to sales. Yep. So lead to relationship and relationship leads to, it can lead to multiple sales. It could lead to a commercial yeah. sale that then turns into multiple personal line sales. And, you know, then the cross sell, the referrals come in. So mm-hmm. you're right. You're spot on there. And people feel like they know you, you know, you'll meet people. Right. I meet so many 
many people at networking events and they're like, hey, Sarah Land underscore insurance. And I'm like, yeah. hey, I don't know you. Like, yeah, it's Instagram. I, I just feel like I know you, you know. And 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 so it's it's that to me. That's the coolest thing is is people. It allows you to know so many people. So, Danny, I've got to wrap this thing up today. I just want to tell you how humbled and how blessed we are to have you on the on the podcast. You know, I don't know that we've had anybody on that's as as good at what you do as you are. Uh, if you ever decide you want to move to Huntsville, Alabama, please let me know, and we will talk about you becoming the marketing czar for for my insurance agency. I would love to have that conversation. But um, guys, listen to me. You want to reach a hundred percent of the market? You got to be where people are. You got to be where a hundred percent of the market is. And where are people? Well, we all have our phones surgically attached to our arm. While you're listening to this right now, you could probably look to the left and look to your right in traffic, and somebody's doing 75 miles an hour going down the road while they're looking at their smartphone. You've got to reach people where they are to get to 100% of the market, and you've got to figure out how to do that. But And you've got to go to Agent 2021. And see Danny and yep. myself. That absolutely. Look forward to seeing you down there, and and I, we are blessed and honored to have you on this show. But guys, listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk and go out into the big bad world and sell insurance today. Make money for your family, your children. Write good business for the agencies that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Danny. Guys, you are listening. Thank you so much. You're welcome, ma'am. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.